was going through this really dark period where I didn't have anything that I loved and I took up this new hobby and I made it into something that was more than just sitting on my arse playing video games. I started a blog and I built a wee audience and I made a bit of money and there's no reason why other people can't do that either but you do have to actively experiment and pick up new hobbies and find what it is that actually makes you tick. So Paddy, what are we talking about this week? Tell me. Last week we talked about whys. Uh, so this week uh, we're going to talk about what's. So the, the what part of doing what you love. That makes sense. I think that's quite a nice transition from last week's mm-hmm. episode. Um, but yeah, everywhere, everywhere you go, especially this kind of advice is quite popular in the startup community. You hear people telling you to do what you love. Mm-hmm. And I think it's advice that gets thrown around quite a lot. And mm-hmm. I've even spotted like, there are e-courses, online courses for helping you do what you love that cost hundreds of pounds and last for five weeks and whatnot, um, which is quite quite excessive I think but the advice um behind do what you love kind of stems from the fact that to do a good job with something you have to like what you're doing which makes total sense that's very logical but how do you find what it is that you want to do I think this is a really complex subject I don't know if you feel that way too but in my own experience definitely seen that for myself at least I've always uncovered my passions very accidentally Mm-hmm. So, for example, I haven't really grown up feeling this, like having this affinity with cameras. I didn't grow up wanting to be a photographer. I just took a ton of photos. I got a camera, took a bunch of photos, and I really got into it and then found a way to make money from it. Mm-hmm. Similarly, web designers don't think oh, how exciting HTML looks. They just kind of build websites for their friends' bands and then realize that they actually love designing for the web. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get into, you kind of find your past passion accidentally. I think you might disagree with me, but well, well, for me, I definitely always had a, from a very early age, had a a big interest in design and and yeah, art. So I was always drawing as a kid and uh, loved playing with Lego and you know building stuff, and I was always interested in how stuff works worked like the clever tricks used by designers to make something work uh, in a seamless way. I always was kind of fascinated and, you know, taking stuff apart. So working somewhere in the design industry was always inevitable for me, I think. But I mean, I certainly didn't uh, dream of making websites, which is the first sort of, that's what I studied at university and I remember choosing my course uh, when I was 18, uh, interactive multimedia design and it just kind of, it sounded quite broad and and the, the course had a lot of different stuff in it, but web design was the biggest uh, topic in there and that's what I started out in and, and my first real job was, was being a web designer. Um, but I mean, I certainly didn't imagine web design would be my would be the the thing i would design but i mean now it's now it's changed and i'm i've sort of fallen out of love with web design and i'm more passionate about 
uh, iOS design for the the constraints. And I still love illustration and and drawing. That's a big part of of what I love doing. So I'm carving out a uh, a business, uh, a living doing doing that stuff. But you always have to be you always have to be open to discovering, you know, what your next yeah, what your next passion topic would be. Because so, I, 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 I don't know for sure, but I, I don't think I'll be making iPhone apps in five or 10 years. It'll be something completely different. And there's a ton of stuff I, I would like to do eventually. And, you know, totally. And I want to keep changing, but I think the over, the overarching thing is design is a real passion of mine. So that's the, the what for me, but the, more specifically, I think you have to be open to changing stuff. So you, you just, what would you say is your, your bigger picture passion then? So photography was just something you, you started messing about with a camera and taking photographs and then you discovered you had a passion for photography, but you must have a, you must have a bigger passion. I don't think so. I think I've been like, I kind of went through high school, not really well, that's not true, actually. I was passionate about music. So I guess all of my... There, okay, there are three things in my life that I have fallen in love with in the past. And those things have been music, which is what I thought I was destined to do. And photography, which is what I'm doing now, which is my current passion. I'm no longer passionate about music, which is quite interesting um, I'm not sure if that's normal to fall out of love with passions. Um, and also my other third passion was very much video games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so is there a specific theme that ties those three things together? Obviously, photography and music is quite creative. Video mm -hmm. games is not. Um, but well, I just... well, how do you mean like video games? So playing video games is your... Is the passion, yeah, like I, I never designed video games or I, I did start to think, okay, that I really loved gaming. Maybe I should look into doing a course about how to create games and perhaps I could have went into that avenue. But I just feel like I'm one of those people who my passions are scattered all over the place. I never really went through school like you obviously went through school knowing that design was something you were going to do. I never really had that. And and I bet a lot of people are similar. They they're not quite sure. There isn't an overarching theme that they can say this is, you know, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about design, or I'm passionate about problem solving. So I just thought that the best thing to do to find those passions really is to experiment all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Take up new hobbies. Try new activities because you could be passionate and even good at something but you don't know about it yet because you've never tried it and I feel like that's kind of how I've gotten into all of those well three passions have you had multiple passions then well yeah like I said the web design was what I got started in but now I'm not doing so much of it and I've kind of yeah fallen out of love with it and I don't I don't enjoy doing web design that much anymore. And I've, I've moved into yeah doing kids apps is something is a really different, I mean, it's still digital design, but it's a really different animal to, to deal with. But I've got, I've got other, I'd love to do product design at some point, like a real physical product, not digital design and, and work on crafting something like 
yeah, I'm not really sure yet, like a watch or something, something that's really that you have to take in a lot of other factors and challenges uh, with digital design. You can always just correct things uh, really quickly and, and fix mistakes, but in product design, you have to, there's a lot of different challenges and it has to be durable and, and you can't just fix things and you have to keep costs under control. All that sort of stuff is something I'd love to get into one day. And so I'm really open to that. I'd love to open uh, like a coffee shop someday and get into it. I'd love to do that and, and have a, yeah, just have a really, uh, a really good, um, like craft a really good experience for people yeah. coming into the coffee shop and make just really nice coffee. And like, I mean, that's kind of stuff that's just floating around in the air, just nice ideas. I'd, uh, I'd love to do someday and, and hopefully I will, but that's, that's wildly different to, to making an illustration, but it's, but it still it's has all, a theme that ties Yeah, it still together. has a theme, which, uh, which came up last week, whenever we talked about the five whys and my, I discovered that my goal isn't really cut out client work. It's more, uh, have a body of work at the end of the day that I'm really proud of and can look back on and see people enjoying my work. So that, that's probably my ultimate passion then is to create things that, that other people enjoy. That's the, the bigger picture thing. So whether that's writing a book or making kids apps or, or making physical products or opening a coffee shop, all that stuff is, um, yeah, that overarching theme of, of just making stuff that the people enjoy using. Yeah. That's my bigger, that's my what, I guess. So for me, it's quite clear the, the, the what in doing what you love is just making, making things that other people appreciate and enjoy. But I've got lots of, lots of different passions that within that lots of different industries I'd like to have a go at, but I think you have to, yeah, like you say, you have to be really flexible in, you know, being open to discovering new things and not you don't have to limit yourself to say, okay, this is my goal and I'm going to be doing this for the next 50 years. That's, that's, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's, it's really tough to keep a business, any business evolving, uh, depending on the, the market and, and, uh, you know, what people are interested in and, and where people's money is going. It's really tough to keep any business, you know, flexible and evolving with the times. But if you th also throw in, the the factor of this is going to be a business doing what you love then you have to also factor in that your passion is going to change over the years so you're going to keep working at this business that you're not so passionate about anymore or are you going to keep it flexible enough that it can evolve so for me creating a yeah my digital design business it web design was a big part of it starting out but now it's not so much a a part of it anymore but I'm flexible enough that I can, that I can change that. I've set up, I've set my, myself up to have other, uh, other uh, pieces of work in my portfolio. And I'm, I'm looking out for uh, illustration work more or iPhone apps more. And I'm able to, I'm able to evolve my business uh, as I go. And maybe I'll get into some other aspect of design. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I will go more into a real physical products and, and that sort of stuff, or maybe I'll go more into the, 
the illustration direction or maybe painting is something I, I look at, then I can, I can always really, the way I've set it up, I can really easily uh, switch between those, those passions. But what about people who don't have this overarching, is overarching the right word or is overarching? I would say arching. Okay. <laughs> no well, you know what I mean anyway. Yeah. What about people who don't have this theme that ties everything together? What about these people who are all over the place? They haven't figured out what it is that they love yet. I really liked your advice about remaining flexible. And like I said, I also think that you have to be open to trying new things and experimenting. But yeah, what you you have grown up knowing the general the general kind of industry that you want to pursue. What about people who don't? Do you have any advice for how they can figure that out? Because I'd imagine that like we all have friends in our lives who you and I are quite lucky. We know what, what we're wanting to do, but we all have mm -hmm. friends in our lives who are a little bit lost. And um, I've just had a friend who's left her job in, in, an, in an industry that she hated, but now she's, you know, having to face an even tougher choice. What does she do now? How does mm -hmm. she figure out what it is that she loves? So what would your advice be to those people? I think definitely that the five whys technique that we did last week was was really useful in delving deeper and and discovering even if you think it's not there the the general theme or whatever if you really if you really sit down with a pen and paper and and do the five whys technique you'll get really down to the deep root of of the of the issue and you can use that for you know finding out why why do I want to if you if you yeah, come up with a goal and it can be as, as broad or as narrow as you, as you, as you like, but you, you go through the five whys, you'll eventually come to the real root of it. I think you, I think you do have a, there definitely always is some sort of theme running through and it can be as broad as, yeah, mine. I just like to create stuff that other people enjoy. I mean, that's really broad. So I think there's always, there's always bound to be a, a theme, but I, if you look at, uh, if people ask me for advice about wanting to, you know, pursue a career doing what they love, if you have, if you have a bit of talent and you are willing to work really hard at it, you can make a business uh, doing anything. You can monetize any passion. It's totally in your hands. And a lot of people think they, they have a lot of doubt when it comes to uh, going uh, going freelance, for example, and we we talked about that in one of the previous episodes on on job security, and and I think I'm not good enough to go freelance. But I mean, there's there's so much work out there if you just go and look for it, and you work really hard at setting up your position for yourself. That that your yeah, whatever your passion may be. I mean, you can find someone that, that if you're good enough at it, you'll find someone that'll, uh, that'll pay you for it. And I think, yeah, if you just go and listen to all the episodes we've done up until now, we've talked about various aspects of, of setting up a passion based business, but the, you can set up a business doing anything. Yeah. I really liked how you said there that your passion doesn't have to be, it, it can be quite broad. So what you love doesn't have to be specific. Like my current love is photography. That's mm. really specific. But your overall passion can actually be so much more abstract, such mm -hmm. as I love 
helping people, which means you could go into teaching or you could become the social media manager for a charity or it could be be a number of things. Mm-hmm. And um, you've done that, haven't you? You've done uh, like photography workshops and stuff, yeah? Or Oh, like- yeah. I, yeah, I've definitely branched my um, hobby out into further avenues of kind of making money in the workshops are a good example of that. And did you enjoy that? Like, did you discover uh, that, that, yeah, helping other people uh, with photography was something you, I'm sure you didn't think before you did the first one that you're, you never knew you would, that, that you would enjoy that or did you enjoy it or didn't you? Uh, no, I, I didn't enjoy it. You didn't enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed, I enjoyed bringing in other teachers. So for example, I had Dan Rubin, host a workshop and I enjoyed that but for me I did host a workshop myself when I was teaching people and I just felt I'm not I'm not a very good teacher so I'm quite I'm going to hold my hands up there and say I'm not a very good teacher but I enjoyed putting on the workshops and bringing in so perhaps I could say that I'm good at organizing well I mean you at least you tried it and found out that that wasn't uh, something you wanted to to pursue one aspect of the of the photography business that you weren't really <laughs> yeah. going to go and, and do. Yeah. But I mean, the, I think the most, uh, the most important thing in all of this, if you're wanting to do any, any passion based business, if you're wanting to set it up, is to just take one step in any direction, just make uh, one, just do something in the direction of, your your passion and setting it up as a business and once you take a step in any direction then you'll be able to you'll have a much better perspective on how close you are to your goal even if it's a step in the wrong direction then you can see oh yeah i mean teaching photography isn't what i want to go for or you might discover a totally different avenue of of stuff and yeah i'm i'm totally up for trying new things and i'm willing to accept that uh, maybe i'll not be making iPhone apps in a few years and it'll be something completely different. And that's, that's exciting. It's not a, it's not something I'm worried about that. Oh, uh, the stuff I set up now, I'll not be doing in a few years. And, and uh, you know, what if I don't, what if I'm not passionate about this anymore? I definitely know based on my past record that I'm always going to find something new that I'm really interested in. Yes, I like that because I have had a very dark period in my life in the past where I really didn't love anything. And I'd had all of these passions. I'd I'd been passionate about drumming. And well, in fact, at that point, that was my one passion. This was just as I'd inherited the insurance business. So I hated my job and I felt really lost and it was it was it was a really horrible place to be because I felt like I didn't have a purpose. I kind of felt that sounds really dramatic, but I kind of felt a bit dead inside. Like, well, I don't love anything. I'm not getting out of bed for anything. I'm just working to get to the weekend type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I knew that I needed to change and I wanted to take up a new hobby so that I could have something to look forward to every day after work. So I bought <laughs> I bought an Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Arguably not the most productive hobby ever, but I massively fell in love with gaming and it gave me this chance to kind of escape to these fantasy worlds and play as different characters and and through this passion that I had for video games, I decided that I would start a gaming blog and mm-hmm. I really committed to it. And I wrote these weekly reviews or 
musings or experience experiences I was having playing on Xbox Live and whatnot. Anything goes, and I started making video reviews and. And it was never a massively popular blog, but I was picking up readers and I was even making a bit of money through it, pocket money, mm-hmm. you know, just from advertisements on the website and I'd get free games sometimes. And I do believe that if I had decided to really invest more time and energy into that, then I could have turned it into something more lucrative. But I decided that I wanted to, I didn't want to pursue gaming. I wanted to pursue insurance. Mm-hmm. But my point is that I was going through this really dark period where I didn't have anything that I loved. And I took up this new hobby and I made it into something that was more than just sitting on my arse playing video games. I started a blog and I built a wee audience and I made a bit of money. And there's no reason why other people can't do that either. But you do have to actively experiment and pick up new hobbies and find what it is that actually makes you tick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I don't think you have to, uh, we talk about, yeah, finding your passion and building a business out of it. That doesn't mean you have to have just one thing that you're passionate about and you have to pick it and stick to it forever. I think you, having a passion based business, it's more about when we're talking about that, it's more setting up your, life so that you can live on your passions rather than, you know, picking one that I'm going to make watches for the rest of my life because that's my passion. It's more, you know, create a life for yourself that your passion can sustain you. And it doesn't matter whether your passion changes over the years because it definitely, definitely will. So uh, just you need to put yourself in a position that you can, you can be flexible and, and still keep your passions fueling your your daily life yeah like you you can you can have multiple businesses right mm-hmm. like uh, sometimes i think that's the wrong word to to talk about what we do even mm-hmm. though it isn't but do you know what i mean you can have multiple projects um you don't have to just commit to one thing you can have multiple projects that bring in income but i also wanted to be a bit controversial and kind of disagree with this whole do what you love advice or no 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 that's not right I don't want to disagree with it but I do think that you know it's bandied around a lot do what you love but I do think that's slightly flawed because I believe in the general idea behind do what you love I don't think anybody should be miserable in their job I mean think about how much time we spend working it counts for a massive part of our lives so we shouldn't hate our jobs The reason that I do think it's slightly flawed is because, and I'm happy for you to jump in at this point and and shoot me down, Paddy, but what you love may not be able to fully support you financially. Because yes, we've talked about how you can monetize anything, and I believe that you can. Like, look at what I did with my silly little gaming blog. But that may not be enough to fully support your lifestyle and all of your bills. Also, and this is important, I believe that happiness is a state of mind, okay? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people kind of expect this magic to happen when they get their dream job, that every day is paradise and they crawl into bed at the end of the day feeling fulfilled because they've done what they love every day. But anything you do, and we talked about this in the first episode, 
even if it is to pursue your passion full time, mm-hmm. say as an illustrator, for example, it's not always going to be enjoyable. And sometimes you are going to hate illustration and never want to put pen to paper again. There will always be times in any business you do, in any industry, whether you love it or not, where you'd rather be doing something else. Yeah, absolutely. It's never, I mean, that's that's real life. You have to you have to accept that that there's always going to be stuff that's out of your control and and yeah, stuff will go wrong and and yeah, you're going to sometimes you're going to hate the the thing you're doing, but I mean, you can uh, as long as you're getting as close to 100% doing what you love every day, then that's the that's the better goal to have. I guess so. I guess so. But I also thought it would be valuable to some people if I also pointed out my experience with insurance, because I mentioned earlier that I hated my job. Mm -hmm. And I did. I was in this job where I just wanted to get to the weekend. And it's the most depressing way to live. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people have that life. And I wrote about this on my blog called A Simple Shift in Attitude. And I wrote about how I was working in insurance and hating it. I felt like a failure doing a job that I didn't enjoy. I never wanted to be that person. But I wrote about how I changed my attitude. And I stopped looking at the insurance industry as all of these negative things, boring and stuffy and corporate. And instead, I saw it as an opportunity to do something different than what's typically expected from an insurer. So with this change in attitude, I adapted my job to fit my personality and my passions. And that was a major turning point for me because now I love what I do. And even though I work in insurance, and trust me, I still hate the insurance industry. It sucks, but I've made my job work for me. I do public speaking with, with because of my insurance business. I do programming because of my insurance business. So my point is... It's not always going to be obvious as to how the do what you love advice can apply to you, but you can change your attitude and approach to something you're not necessarily passionate about and it can become something you love. What do you think, Paddy? Yeah, definitely. I think flexibility is just a huge part of, uh, of the, yeah, the idea of, of doing what you love. Do you see yourself still being in insurance in five years time or 10 years time? Ah, uh, that's, I do see myself being in it for a good while yet because I ha- I'm working on some very exciting things behind the scenes, Paddy, that people don't know about <laughs> that if I pull off, then man, I'm going to have the best insurance business in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and until I feel that I've fulfilled that mission, then, you know, I will be in insurance. But yeah, when I, maybe in like 20 years time, I definitely don't see myself doing it. I don't know what I'll be doing, but no, it's not the that it's not going to get me through to retirement, but mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely my my not long term goal, but not short term goal, mid term goal. <laughs> I guess. What what's the? Have you got some other thing? Yeah, you mentioned you wanted to open up a coffee shop as well. Have you got some other things that you're like big dreams that one day you would like to look at? Well, no, and because I think that. Whenever I plan for life, life throws a spanner in the works and completely veers me off that track. You just never know what's going to happen. But I do believe, as naive as this is, that if you do 
Um, if you do something, this is funny, if you do something that you love or, for example, I've made my job work for me, if you do that every day and you do it to the best that you can, success will never be far off. So Mm -hmm. at some point, another opportunity might come along. It might veer me off in a different path and I'll just, I'll just roll with it. Mm -hmm. I don't have any long-term strategies in place. Mm -hmm. Well, you kind of do because you're, you're taking control of, of your, I mean, you could be working for someone else in some other insurance company and, and making a bit of money, but you're a lot of the, a lot of the decisions would be taken out of your hands and you just, then you would be just rolling with it and seeing what happens, but you, you're putting yourself in a position where you're setting up your own business and you're, so you're making the decisions and you're, whenever you do get a curveball, you're going to be, you're going to be the one taking the action to, to change it. So you're, you are doing something about it. You're putting yourself in the position to, to make those decisions and keep, keep yourself on the, on the right track to, towards your end goal. I guess so. But I'm just saying like, yeah, if, if, if I, if I discover another passion, yeah, eight, five years down the line, I'm happy to, like you said, leave myself flexible enough to mm-hmm. pursue it. But there's a great article that I wanted everybody to know about that's written by Paul Graham, who's quite famous in the startup community. And it's called How to Do What You Love. Very apt for our episode today. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how we're taught at a very young age that there's this distinct difference between work and play and and that we're not meant to like work and um, that, that fun is reserved for play. And I know that that was kind of true for my upbringing, being exposed to um, my family who took jobs just to kind of pay the bills. And that all changed when my dad started up his own business. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talks about how most people take jobs they hate to provide for their family, but that they're actually setting a bad example. And, I, and I, I've taken a great quote from this article. You know how I like to read quotes, Paddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he says, in the design of lives, as in the design of most other things, you get better results if you use flexible media. So unless you're fairly sure what you want to do, your best bet may be to choose a type of work that could turn into either an organic or two-job career. That was probably part of the reason I chose computers. You can be a professor or make a lot of money or morph it into any number of other kinds of work. It's also wise early on to seek jobs that let you do many different things so you can learn faster what various kinds of work are like. So he's kind of said what, what we've said about how you should leave yourself open, be flexible and experiment a lot. Yeah, I think that's the the main point is is to yeah be flexible and experiment and just be open to yeah the the what uh, that you're doing right now may not be the the what in five years time or one year's time or six months time you just have to you just have to be open and and be willing to put the hard work in yeah wherever your passions take you just uh, be willing to put the hard work in there and put yourself in a good position to to be able to to change things about you can follow us on twitter at working out show and if you'd like to send us an email or have a question for us you can send us an email on info at workingoutpodcast.com bye